along with the U.S. and EU summit. As far as what he hopes to get out of the trip. Strengthening the alliance, make it clear to Putin and to uh, China that Europe and the United States are tight and the G7 is going to move. The president's first order of business will be delivering remarks to U.S. troops. You're listening to USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Holland America. After a year-long hiatus, the wait is over, and it's time to cruise again. Holland America Line is ready to set sail round trip from Seattle to Alaska with their new ship, New Amsterdam, with departure starting July 24th and sailing through October 2nd. These Alaska cruises will only be for guests who have received their final dose of the vaccine 14 days prior to embarkation. The ship has also been upgraded to make guests feel even safer with enhanced sanitation practices, upgraded HVAC systems, UV light and enhanced filtration practices. Gus Antorsha is the president of Holland America Line. We're working through the protocols with the CDC, and so I suspect there may be some adjustments and changes we need to make. But I think everything that a guest has come to expect and enjoy from a Holland America cruise will be available. So that includes our onboard dining options. It includes the entertainment offers. It includes the special lectures, the special programs that we add to all of our voyages. Visit www.hollandamerica.com. The Senate is sending a bill to the House aimed at pushing back against China's influence. The Senate has passed a massive tech and manufacturing bill aimed at keeping the United States competitive with China. The $250 billion measure contains money to bolster the research and manufacturing of semiconductors and overhauls the National Science Foundation. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the bill will enable the U.S. to out-innovate, out-produce, and out-compete the world in the industries of the future. The measure now moves over to the House. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Chick-fil-A says it's raising menu prices to cover the cost of higher wages for employees. Chief Financial Officer John Hartung saying the restaurant chain is raising prices about 4% to cover the dollar cost of extra labor. Chipotle saying last month they're looking to hire 20,000 people ahead of the summer. To attract employees, it was raising its average pay to $15 an hour. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. Times have changed, but the joy of date night remains. Sharing a meal with someone special is more meaningful now than ever before. Let Finger Licking Foodie Tours host the ultimate date night with an exclusive private self-guided foodie tour. Visit three of Aria's hottest restaurants, Catch, Carbone, and jean George Steakhouse, all in one night with immediate seating, 10 signature dishes, and an optional helicopter ride over the strip afterward. This memorable experience is ideal for couples, out-of-town guests, and celebrations. Schedule your date night at FingerLickingFoodieTours.com. Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. 
times have changed, but the joy of date night remains. Sharing a meal with someone special is more meaningful now than ever before. Let Finger Licking Foodie Tours host the ultimate date night with an exclusive private self-guided foodie tour. Visit three of Aria's hottest restaurants, Catch, Carbone, and Jean-Georges Steakhouse, all in one night with immediate seating, 10 signature dishes, and an optional helicopter ride over the strip afterward. This memorable experience is ideal for couples, out-of-town guests, and celebrations. Schedule your date night at FingerLickingFoodieTours.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free.
All right, folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. And the boys are all here. David Miller, he's up in Denver. Be very interesting to find out what the mood is up there today. And, of course, John and Mike back east in Baltimore keeping tabs on the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball. So much on the docket. It's a great time of year to talk sports. And we welcome the boys in. Let's, you know what? We always start with Mike in his golf game. I feel I always feel guilty. Let, let's let John start because he's always champing at the bit to go. So let's start with so John, see how a, his morning is. As you know, I have a glorious lion facial hair beard. You know, envy of all men that can't grow beards like Dave. So here's the thing, though. It's a little bit of a problem. Every 17 years, my son informed me the next time this happens, I'll be 65, where I get cicadas flying into my beard. Like, I don't know if you guys, oh. I said it last week, this is like insane. Even Mike finally relented yesterday. I mean, how many times How many times has it happened? Seriously. What are you talking what, about? The cicada in the beard. It happens every 17 years, the big one. No, I mean, no, 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 no. Sin- yeah, no, I, no, I, 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 uh, I understand. You're talking about how many, the I, beard, the beard. I understand the cicada thing. <laughs> how many, I don't understand. How many times have the cicadas actually flown into that cavernous growth so, of hair under your here's chin? Here's the deal. Yeah, you know, I cycle 20 to 30 miles a day. So imagine oh, I'm flying down the road there you at go. 30 miles an hour. I'm not wearing a motorcycle helmet. I'm just wearing the top helmet. I get off the bike. I look in the mirror, and I look like a human cicada. But I mean, they got to be flip. Like, don't they? They got to be flipping out in there, right? I mean, that's got to be awful. That's I'm the, like totally. I'm totally immune now. I got people complaining. Um, Mike's uh, future. We'll call her the future missus. She she texts me. I sent a, a picture of what my beard looked like. She she texts me how horrible it is. I said, don't worry. She goes, the next time this happens, I'll be 43. I said, yeah, I'll be 65. Wait a minute. I I, got to jump in here. I'm sorry. I got to jump in. Mike, when he says the future misses, is that like official or is he applying pressure here? No, no, not. No, I'm, I'm prognosticating. The line's just, just minus, a little pressure. The line is, is the line is minus 700. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's it's all in good health. We actually the funny part is so somebody tricked me. Not it has nothing to do with what we just talked about. So if she's listening to the show, nobody <laughs> getting tricked into an engagement. Somebody tricked me and said the cicadas don't like the soil on the golf courses, right? So I'm, I'm playing, I'm telling people that. I have so much confidence. We're good. We don't hear them for the first the last couple weeks of May. All of a sudden, I'm on the course. It literally, if I'm, if I'm anywhere near trees, it sounds like there's 70,000 fans yelling in my ear. So it's 100 decibels. I have a decibel app on my phone, so I was at the swimming pool. It's about 100 decibels, which is the danger zone of a concert on your ears that the constant buzzing. You, I mean, Brian, you're from the East Coast. You remember this, right? You remember this. You've been around. I, I, I honestly don't. Wow. Okay. I mean, I've seen these. I mean, I watch. It was crazy, though, at the Memorial Golf Tournament in Ohio. I mean, const, the sound is unbelievable how loud they are. So the, 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 well, best the, part, the best part was Mike's father group texted the office. 
of a barbecue grill with all the cicadas on the grill, and he said people are cooking them up. It's good protein. I've actually seen somewhere on some something TV or the internet people eating them. Unbelievable. But so are, so wait a minute. Are you going? Go so are you then going to take? Because you enjoy your bike ride, are you going to take the echo chainsaw to the beard? Oh, absolutely not. We just comb them out. You know, it's just, you know, <laughs> comb them out. Absolutely not. You know, I have enough baby faces. I got, I got Dave. That's my. If I want to have no beard, I just look at Dave. Speaking <laughs> Dave of Dave, like- Dave Miller is up. David Miller's up in uh, Denver, and the Avs had a two nothing lead, series tied two two. Two nothing lead, third period. Vegas ties it, wins it Vegas very got close, right? early in overtime. What? What's the? Have you been out and about it all this morning or last night? What, what's the mood up in was, Denver? No, I was out last night, and there, and I was shocked how many people were from Vegas. And then I and then I asked each person or each group, "You guys flew for the game?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, I went to three different bars. It must have been. 50 people I saw. I couldn't believe it. So, this well, travel, I was travel. on I was on a little mini island last night and I just you guys will be proud of me. They're down 2 nothing start of the third and on on an app there was plus 7 bucks. They're 7 to 1. Down Uh-oh, two down 2 nothing. There's a small a click right and the thing says you can't make a wager you're not in the state of Nevada. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I'm like, you know, the GPS thing. I don't know, every blue moon in that. So I log out. I come back in, and the thing says, do you want to accept the changes? And they were plus plus 880. Wow. Right? So I swear, and this is is a true story, and nothing big. It was something small because everybody's saying they're dead. And I'm like, I don't know, man. If they get a goal, I've seen a lot of teams come back from a 2-0 deficit. Anyway, it says, do you accept the changes? I hit the thing. And literally, as the check mark comes up to say the bet was in, Tuck scored to make it two one, and they went down to plus two dollars. It was I'd be like by the matter of seconds, but I mean they were plus eight eighty in the third period and came back and won. Yeah, good stuff, good hit. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you schooled me. I don't know. You schooled me a decade ago when I was bragging that guy was up three nothing in the Red Rings game. Four nothing. It four was nothing. four nothing. So I realize how quick things can change in hockey. So now I never, when I see a hockey game, I never assume anything. Well, that that's an ever. old that's an old time story. It was back in the day when the Sabers were literally, if I mean, you know, tanking's a bad word, but Mc, Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel were the big prizes, and the Sabers basically the the lineup they were fielding, it was. You know those guys, the guys were trying. Just the guys were no good, but they were. They were. It was all about getting the first pick of the draft. And John's out that week, and he says, hey, "Look at this." And the guy, why would the guy do this to himself? He sends John a text. I, I'm in. I got this. Last leg of a 14 parlay. I got the Sabers plus 450 <laughs> at Detroit. They're right. They were playing Detroit. Yep. And yep. Buffalo was up four nothing in the first period. And hockey wasn't that big here yet, and they weren't doing in-game wagering. My words to John were, John, if they were taking in-game wagering on this thing, I'd be running up there with two fists to bet Detroit to come back. And Detroit came, would they would they come back and win the game? 6-4, 7-4? Yep, 6-4.
Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, he's what do you think the odds are? I gotta, I gotta ask real quick. I gotta ask Dave a question. Um, do you, or maybe Brian knows this before we get into any? Was they? Do you think the handle was completely lopsided on Philadelphia yesterday, with everybody saying there's no way they're going to lose two games in a row? I don't. I. I, I don't know, uh, Brian. You answer that. I did it. It was five. I bet Philly minus five the night before. And yesterday in the afternoon, I don't know the closing number, but it had gotten to at least six. Six and a half and seven. Did, did it, it, did it, seven. So it steamed up. So there's the when you bet thing because the money was coming in on Philly. And that was the weirdest doggone game. And I didn't get to watch too much of it. But the, I don't know what happened. You guys, if you saw this, I'm doing the, the hockey game. And Philly's got like a nine-point lead with 20 seconds to go in the first half. And all of a sudden, I look up the halftime score. They're only up two. Like, they gave up seven points in the last 20 seconds of the first half. I'm going, what's with these guys? But then they went on a, you know, they stepped on their neck. No, that, that's a common, pretty obvious situation about needing to win it. So, but, but, but the other thing is, though, I'm, let me ask you guys. I'm just curious. Sure, it could have lost. But how many times have we talked about the home road dichotomy with Philadelphia? I mean, th- yeah. that was that, it, and I, I have sat back and listened to how you, the way you guys talk and dissect stuff, or what, and John, you always use the what do you use auto bet? Auto bet. <laughs> okay, you're telling me Philly wasn't an auto bet yesterday? Well, so here's the thing: I, on the money line, yes; on the spread, you know, no. And that, that's what—that's actually what I was going to ask David because David, I always like to mess with David about losses, but he had an easy winner the other day. And I'm—I got to ask both of you before we move on to the next game tomorrow: How did they make the Nets a dog? Where Dave gets a better price at post, he gets plus two at post on the best team that's going to win it all just we, because the glorious mane of a beard wasn't playing. No, we, 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 we talked about that on the radio that day. Like, are you, what am I missing here? How, I, mean, how, I didn't have to call Dave. I just no, knew that, he was going to go all in The thing on. is, Har- yeah, Harden's out. <laughs> the, but the problem is, Harden's out. So what? I mean, you still, you've got Durant. They, they can sit there and go off. Or you've got yeah. Irving who can sit there and go off. When all three of them are out there, it's spread out. But just because one of them's out doesn't mean they're still not a machine. Well, and, and also to add to that, it's I was going to do my square better rant of the week, oh. which would have been on that play, Dave. I had so many of our clients that literally called me and go, the Bucks have to win this game. They can't go down 2-0. This is the game where they – and – all based on Harden not playing. Again, a square better is looking at it, saying a key player's out, not knowing that logically you're getting value at home. And, oh! that, would, and that would be that would be an auto bet for Dave twice because because it went to it was at one, then it went to two at post. I mean, I was giving that game out with both fists, saying I, I just don't see if there's maybe there's an injury mid game. Statistically, and how these te- and you got to remember the Nets haven't played with a full caliber of players most of the season. They've had sporadic, you know, spurts with different guys playing with each other. But when Durant and Irving are on the floor, 
and Harden's not on the floor, they actually play a little better because they're able to create on their own and, and there's less shots to take because the other guys, the supportive cast, is able to have one-on-ones where, you know, Giannis can't stick Durant, so he's not on Blake Griffin. Nobody could stick Kyrie Irving. And if they're making their shots and Joe Harris is the best three-point shooter, shooter in the league aside from Curry, and he's shooting wide-open shots. So, I mean, on paper, it looked like a dead win for the Nets. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of variance that goes into it, and anybody could win on any given night. But getting points at home in a playoff game where Durant is basically now almost 100%, and you've seen that week in and week out, I mean, it just seemed – it's one of those things that looks too easy, and it was too easy. Well, wait there's a minute. You know, remember those old infomercials when the guy used to say with the beard, but wait, there's more? So now he just said – he said that, and I'm going to say, but wait, there's more. Now you get to get the Nets plus three. Who cares that they're playing at Milwaukee? Break that down for me, Mr. Miller. That's – I mean, that's hard because that's, that's a tough one. The, the well, we're on the radio. Really we got to give the listeners what they want to hear. Yeah, I'm the, saying, the, how, the, how do the, they make the, that line? How do they make them a? Th- I mean, pick them or one. I get, but no, three? That's the, no, that's a right line. You got to remember, a team going down three zero. This is their season. Going so down, everybody's going to call down. you tomorrow, and they're going to say the same exact thing. Milwaukee's got to win the game. Milwaukee's got to win the game. So what? Who cares if they well, got to win like, the game? Well, like, and just to sidestep away from this game and talk about a game last night, another situation where I personally was on the jazz money line. Most people won't lay the juice on the money line. I look at it. I don't personally in NBA, I don't like to lay two or three if you're a favorite, because obviously when the teams come down to the last possession, they always want to keep it within striking range. So if if a dog's down three, they're going to take a shot for a tie at the end of the game. Two or three, I just don't like on that number as a favorite. So I just take the money line. So most players pushed on the game, whether maybe they got three and a half, but most people had three. And I look at it as the Clippers just came off a seven-game grueling series where they had to win the last two to basically escape from the first round. The Jazz basically were rested. They're at home. And you're getting that value, another word, number two, that's number two, where you're getting the better team. Pay that man his money. Also rested. Also, <laughs> I love that. Also rested. And again, I'm not going to lay the two or three. Call me stupid. It's not maybe not your philosophy, but I will never lay two or three in an NBA game because that dog is always going to get that try to get that final possession tie or win and i don't ever want to land on three should we do this just for future reference uh for the v word you know nobody's throwing anything into the fine jar should we do something just to shock people or you know, do I, there you go. Uh, but that, that works. I like that. But right. I got to say this to, to David Miller's point. David was on the Clippers plus three. So you may not want to lay the three, but you always take the three. So even if I thought the Nets were going to win outright, you won on the money line. David didn't lose a penny. Zero. 
He might have wanted sharp spots if it ever went to three and a half. So the purpose is like tomorrow, if I think the Nets are going to win the game outright, I'm still going to take the three as an insurance backup. Don't as as Dave did yesterday. Agree, Dave? Um, some of that. Some of that sounded good. I, I did you get three and a half anywhere yesterday, or did you, or was uh, three the closing number? Yeah, but not not for a, not for a max bet. Uh, meaning a, a high limit. It was it was mostly three. Um, but what was I going to say? So tomorrow, so the next game, Nets and Bucks is is really really tomorrow. tough for me. Yeah, that's a really tough game for me because down 0-2 is to me is worth a couple of points. So basically, the Lions pick them minus one, and that seems for me it would be the Bucks or pass myself. I, I think it's so. Let me ask higher. you that. Or or the in-game live, obviously, you're live better. So let me ask you, I'm, and, and again, I'm not talking about the Mac, the earlier wager, but at halftime on Sunday, did was it, was that, did you chase Philadelphia in the second half? Because, I mean, they came back from being down huge. They only lost the game by four. Obviously, they covered the second half number. Were you involved in the second half action of that, or did you just leave it alone? I think... I think I got crushed on that game. I lost. But there was value. There we go. <laughs> you notice I'm quiet when I lose? Yeah, but you're not but you but you're not emotional. Like like for the listeners that we get new no. listeners listening, you might no, be never. quiet when you lose, but you're never upset. No. I do get rattled sometimes when I when Okay, I'm going to say it one more. Last time I'll say it. Whenever I see a lot of value in it and it and and a big <laughs> sample size, things don't go well. I get a little like rattled, but I would never throw things at the TV or you know, or any of the stuff that you tell me uh, clients do. Never any of that. Man, but. I have to put my cell phone in another room because not only do these guys get rattled, they want to give play by play, like you know, like. The other day I had yeah. um, I had the winner. I had St. Louis against Cincinnati, I believe, and they were winning 6 nothing. Then it was 6-1. Then it was 7-6. And then it was 7-7. And then they won 8-7. And I got guys, 300 guys texting me, inning, like, do I really need to hear this from 300 guys on my cell phone pitch by pitch? And can you believe they tied it up? And So I just, you have to just, blindly ignore it not to be disrespectful to the clients but it's again there's no i don't want to hear the train there's no <clears throat> in hearing that information so you know from a betting <laughs> point of view what I, you like that i got i got out of it i, I let da- it. actually let um, dave off the hook I, on the last i just know i don't want to i don't want to scare cars off the road here exactly but but you know what's interesting with the underdogs and i've been saying this and again you know i have it on my 300th radio show dave saying you know you're right so i'm going to just hold on to that as long as i can which is um you know i was preach i was preaching about the dodgers being just a horrible team to bet on that they were gonna that they were right teams that that are you were right and and it's like wow and i have clients and i don't want to irritate any of them but if you're listening which i'm sure you are don't text me nastily at the end of this show but you know, I have a client that literally crushes himself on this team every time. 
and they'll call me up and I'll go, yeah, I lost another boatload on that. And I go, what part of just sometimes the best bet you make is the bet you don't make. Like, I'm not saying bet against the Dodgers, right? I'm saying never bet on them. All I'm saying is if they're laying 70 cents at Pittsburgh today, 75 cents at Pittsburgh, and you're listening to this radio show, don't bet on the Dodgers. It doesn't mean bet on Pittsburgh. It's not binary. It's just know which teams to avoid. And I just don't understand why gamblers, with given the statistical information, this team is 35 and 25. You're down $577 if you've bet on every Dodgers game. They stink. I fade the Dodgers more than any other team in baseball. They are useless. So what? They'll win the World Series. They are useless to your pocketbook. And that's the stuff that I just don't understand. Now, let's talk about Milwaukee. Milwaukee's 34 and 26. They're the number one money team in baseball. See, people don't know that. I take that back. Uh, Tampa Bay and Boston are the two number one money teams in baseball. So, for instance, let's use Tampa Bay as a perfect example. So, as we know, my good friend Troy, who's listening up in Summerlin, only bets favorites, has an algorithm, bet 14 games in the month of May, had Tampa Bay as one of his selections yesterday, and again, chooses to lay a number like 220-230. But at least when I look at a team that he's laying 220 and 230 on, I can go and I can say, wow, they're the, most, they're the number one money team in baseball. Knowing that, you already have a little bit of an advantage, 39 and 23, up $1,379. If you've bet on every Tampa Bay game since the beginning of the season to win $100. So they're up 16 games, and they're basically up $1,400 versus a team that's up 10 games, down $600. And so I just go back to when I go through my my own algorithm, which is an underdog algorithm, and I choose to not play certain teams, I get flack from clients that don't understand. And you might not agree with me, Dave. To me, it's just as powerful to know which teams to avoid. So like the other day on my YouTube channel, I took the Baltimore Orioles as I faded the Baltimore Orioles as an underdog. Well, I said on my YouTube channel, The Baltimore Orioles, as a favorite, excuse me, the Baltimore Orioles have only been a favorite seven times this entire season. They are one in six as a favorite. So I am literally like a hunter. I'm always, I have a mark on the top of my sheet every morning. Check it, see if Baltimore is a favorite and fade them. I don't care who the pitcher is. So who was the pitcher the other day? Means was the pitcher. The line went open to 20, went up to 30. Why? Because he's the pitcher that hit the, had the perfect game against Seattle. So he has a lot of betting interest by the public, that particular pitcher. It doesn't matter. There's no reason for the Baltimore Orioles to ever be a favorite. Take the Cleveland Indians, just cash it. Free money, Dave. Free money. They're now 1-6 no, no. as a favorite. Free money. Free money. Are you trying to induce me? I, Entice you to you say know, something? I yes. I, I would listen. Well, it's, wor- it's working. 
free money. Come on, free, Richard. Free John. money. <laughs> there free is no free lunch, money. man. But the funny thing, I'll tell you about the Orioles. I like your little baseball team there, John. I'm not swinging. I haven't bet them to win a game once. I hear what you're saying. But I don't blindly play them. But I got a pretty good read on when to do this. I'm always looking, always totals. looking to play Baltimore over the total. They're on a three-game over streak after going through a snap of unders. But earlier in May, they had a seven games in a row they went over. And then it was 8, 9, 10, 11. It was 10 of 11 over the total. I'm, and every morning, I'm telling you, I don't do it blindly, but it's one as a starting point. Okay, who's Baltimore playing? And I'm looking to play them over. But I, I don't. Well, my prediction, my prediction today is that you won't. No matter what you bet, you wouldn't cash your ticket because my prediction today is that it'll be a there'll be a slew of East Coast games and rain delays or rain cancellations as the sky is black in Baltimore. Just for anyone listening, looking at that huge East Coast card, Baltimore, the Mets, uh, Boston, uh, Boston, Houston, Washington, Tampa Bay. Well, that's south. That's in Tampa well, Bay. Yeah, but the game, the game's not till seven o'clock. Is it going to be like yeah, that all day? It's supposed to, the, yeah, it's supposed to. It's actually not ready now. It's, the storm is coming in, so we'll see. We'll see if I'm right tomorrow morning. But you always have obviously the opportunity of of, of cancellations. But you know, again. I want to know from you, Dave, and you, Brian, and you, Mike. Like again, do I? I cross teams off that I simply will not bet, knowing that long term, the lines are inflated to the point where no matter how many games they win, i.e., the Dodgers, that you can't be profitable with them. Do you guys buy into that at all, or or, or no? There's. It's a fun. It can be a fundamental. The, the the Dodgers logic is really good, and then the I guess it's like a role reversal. You're just saying that the Orioles shouldn't be favored because they're so bad. So I I get the fundamentals there. Correct. Like yesterday, so, they so teased me. They teased me yesterday because they should have made Baltimore a favorite, and they made him a ten cent dog. And I was praying they were going to make him a favorite, and but I'm glad I didn't because then I would have taken the Mets and I would have lost. So it worked out perfectly, right? So, like, today is a perfect example. The, the right. lines are dropping down. But, yeah, the fundamentals are, like, again, certain don't bet teams, certain teams right, I'm, yeah. always looking to, I'm always looking to bet if I can get the right price. So, you know, if I can get Boston as an underdog, I'm, I'm betting them. Just I don't care who the pitcher is. I'm betting Boston as an underdog no matter what. Just like I'm going to fade the Dodgers if I can get the right price no matter what. Boston's 37 and 24. You're up 1,069 if you bet every game. Why? Why are you up? They have a better record as an underdog than they do as a favorite. Boston is 20 and 15 as a favorite, yet they're 15 and 7 as an underdog. I had Boston yesterday. I lost with Boston. Who cares? I'm up so much money on Boston. It doesn't matter that I lost one unit yesterday. So, Again, that's those are the things that I look for. So I come into the day looking to get spots. So, like, for instance, today's a perfect example. I'm going to give out a complimentary selection on my YouTube channel later this evening. I'm going to give it to you guys here right now. Milwaukee has won five games in a row. They're 9-1 in their last 10. They are playing the Cincinnati Reds, who lost one game, and they're 6-4 and four 
in their last 10. Okay, so they're both over over uh, 500 in their last 10. But Milwaukee is just printing money for sports bettors. Milwaukee is the number one team in the National League Central as an underdog. So why would I, a team, a a, a a team that's 13 and 8 as an underdog, yet 20 and 18 as a favorite. So you're a loser as a favorite. I have them circled. Anytime Milwaukee is an underdog, I'm going to bet Milwaukee. For you, Brian, I'm going to auto bet Milwaukee. So now I get Milwaukee with Anderson plus 20 cents or 15 cents if I have a dollar. There you go. So if you're listening, before I go on to YouTube today, Milwaukee with Anderson is your complimentary selection. All right, anybody else want to add anything to that? It sounded it sounded pretty good, all of that. You're just going with many fundamentals and combining Correct. them in your baseball takes. That's, that's, so that's fine. I do that too, but still have to shop around, get your money in good uh, before the line moves, et cetera. Fade the Burko more if it if it gets better at post stuff like that. But yeah, I'm good with all that. Yeah, and I didn't, play, I didn't play. I didn't play the early. Well, I didn't play the early game. But here's another team: the number one team as an underdog in baseball, uh, profit wise, is playing. Should already be playing unless it's delayed. Is San Francisco? Yeah. Like Score, when I look scoreless at scoreless in the this, second. Okay, so when I, I when I look at this game, Brian, it, like they close the line closed at Texas minus eight cents, so I have no position on this game whatsoever. But this is what I fundamentally don't understand: San Francisco's eight and two in their last ten. They are a money making powerhouse for sports betters. Texas has lost three in a row. They are one and nine in their last ten. The only reason why they're making Texas a favorite at post is because there was a pitching change with San Francisco to little. So what? Texas is horrible. Even if Texas wins, it's just like Baltimore. You never lay money on Texas. You never lay money on Baltimore. You never lay money on bad teams when they're laying a price. Texas, you ready? Going into today, just like the Baltimore Orioles, Texas has only been a favorite seven times this season they're 23 and 39 this is their eighth game as a favorite they are currently one and six as a favorite i.e baltimore is one and seven as a favorite so you take two teams that are horrible that should never be favorites and you just fade them when they're favorites and all of a sudden look at your record Look at your record. You're 15 and two. Now, if they lose this game today, now they're going to be one and seven as a favorite. So Texas should never be a favorite. So anyway, those are the things, Dave, that I really get into. Why would you make a team a favorite that really is horrible? And especially when you're playing a team that's unbelievable, San Francisco. Regardless of who the pitcher I, I, is, I, I think it's. A fundamental, but I still, I don't know about just blindly doing every single one, but if it's working for you and you're shopping around, especially in baseball when you shop around because the takeout's less, so um, you could probably get really get your money in good. How are those apps going out there now? 
still are they still so what they did is they did really the, they did the uh, Mike uh, we you know because we we went to the casino we did a video then we we went and we called all the different casinos nobody had it and then finally it was like it was like a totally fake launch now the apps go live September first. So, okay, they, so they, they just, sports wagering sports wagering is now legal in the state of Maryland as of as of June first, but you can't actually go to the window or open an app on your phone till September first, and it kind of funnels nicely with week one of the NFL season. Mike, what do you make the number right. on the Oriole game not getting canceled today? Look out the window, minus what? It's not supposed to rain consistently, so it just it's Maryland weather. And it looks like this right now. In about 20 minutes, it's going to it be looks like it's nine o'clock. It looks like it's 9 o'clock at night here. Yeah. We have no sun. <laughs> I'm actually glad. As soon as it rains, the cicadas go away. So uh, to, to tell you the truth, I don't even care if it would rain off and on for the next couple of weeks. I, I'll put my golf tour on hold just to see these guys, like, dissipate. I mean, it's you're dry. I'll put it to you this way, Brian. If you're driving – they smack in your windshield 24-7, and they leave this paste. So even the, <laughs> the windshield washing fluid doesn't even wash them off. So my entire, my entire windshield is it, covered. It is lunchtime and out here, by the way. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is, if you only saw how many, the volume, and it's every day it like multiplies. So you go out, today's fine. You think it's bad, then tomorrow it's ten times worse, and the next day it just like multiplies every day. I can't believe John's riding on his bike. I mean, I, I feel uncomfortable just driving in a golf cart. And how, how long, how long is this going to last? So supposedly, according to my business partner, or my main partner, and who we don't talk about on the radio, he said July 10th. They're basically saying it's supposed to start subsiding the week after Fourth of July. But what's interesting is. Uh, the horse racing, Brian, have you heard anything affecting East Coast horse racing with the cicadas? Because they're out there, man. They're flying all over the horses, too. It's not like they're immune. No, that makes sense. I, I honestly, I've not, I've not heard. That's something to look into. Oh, God. I mean, you watch TVG. I'm just surprised they don't mention it with the East Coast tracks. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, or wherever I, you watch your, yeah, your races. I, I you know. don't know. Uh... I've not heard anything, so apparently not. I mean, it was Belmont Day. If if it was a big thing, I'm sure they'd have done a big story about it. So apparently, it's not affecting the horses. And uh, regarding the hockey game, you know, so where do you, where do you? Again, I didn't text you last night and ask you about the game because I was surprised. You know, I'm, honestly, I'm going to just oh boy, I got to do it. I'm always going to auto bet when I can get Vegas as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> like why not? Jeez. Like why? Why not? Why not? Like why not? Like you know, you always say you could be throwing. It could be a lottery ticket, but again, why not? Oh, you know, that's Ve- I don't. I don't, think, I don't think. I don't Vegas is a dog tomorrow. I didn't say. I said yesterday. I, you know, I didn't oh, text oh, you and oh, ask oh. you because I just thought. Of, but, I just no, no, but I mean, no. You know, at the beginning, early part of the season, uh, the series, Colorado was actually a slight favorite here. Yeah, they're 34 cents tomorrow on the DB screen, it looks like right now. But it's early, up to 40 in some places. Hey, I, but, I, I was mean, curious. Know. Poor Mike is, is on the shelf here. And I just wanted to ask Mike, what did you make of the Julio Jones thing to Tennessee? I think there's a reason. I think there's a reason why the Ravens didn't go after him. I've been reading some 
preliminary reports. I mean, the guy gets hurt. He's he's been injury plagued, off and on for a while, and they just they figured they rather have enough value from Sammy Watkins and Bateman <laughs> over Julio. Um, but Pay it goes to a team that we've been battling. <laughs> it's, we've been it's going to a team that's been one of our biggest rivals outside of our division for the last two years in the playoffs. Uh, Again, wait, wait, wait a minute. I asked about who. Uh, wait a minute. I asked about Julio Jones going to the Titans. How the hell did that turn I into don't... what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, come on, Brian. You know better. <laughs> well, well, no, he was man. supposed to well, go. You, why did you okay, ask well, me? Well, you asked me because well, he's, he's part of the trade. Dog. Well, he's not with the Ravens. What does it mean with him in Tennessee? <laughs> I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm, like, not, like, I'm not upset. What, what do you think about Julio Jones going to Tennessee? And Mike goes, first the earth cooled and then the dinosaurs came and they well, got why, too fat and died and up? turned into oil. You, you brought... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm busting your onions. Go ahead, not go ahead, soldier on. <laughs> no, I mean I think it's it's a it's a power play for them, but I still don't see how a guy like Tannehill who throws 15, 17 times a game gets a huge benefit. He had AJ Brown and and Chris Davis for a few years, and it didn't really benefit them that much. They, they're a power running game. So I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference for them as it would for other teams. Can I get, Can I also say one thing about baseball, uh, Dave? Another fundamental is not only am I fading teams, I'm starting to fade certain pitchers that have no business laying heavy prices. Because oh, yeah. every time they lay a heavy... Good. Okay, so if you look at Cold today, he's just. I gotta say it, Brian. And he's an auto fade. Like I'm just betting Minnesota. Well, that's I a good one. Less. I'm not. I like auto I'm fade. Not that's on, something I'm not, different. I'm not betting on Minnesota. I'm betting against Cole. I love. I love that your own unique language is starting to blossom and, and bloom out with new words. I like auto fade. That's new. Yeah, auto fade. That's a new one. But I mean, really, Cole. I had Tampa Bay against Cole the other day, and people were like, "You're crazy. You're crazy." And then. Cole goes down early in there because what I notice about these supposedly great pitchers, they they got to be great in inning one, two, three, and then otherwise, not only do they blow it, they really blow it. Right? It's not it's not like these pitchers are it's zero zero after the sixth inning and then the reliever is coming in and blowing it. It's the pitcher just having a bad day. So you have this guy that's every time he's two, I think three times in a row he's been favored by almost two dollars, and he's like zero and three. You can bring it up, Ryan, if you have it there, whatever his record is in his last three starts. But he's like, he's if you're betting on Cole, you're getting creamed. So I'm sometimes where I say the pitchers don't matter, then then I have other situations where I'm not betting on a dog, I'm betting against an actual pitcher. Now technically I could I could even take it a step further, which I don't, and only bet against Cole in the first five innings. But for me, I'd rather just bet the entire game. But anyway, there, there's a little strategy that goes into the betting on the team versus what the line is versus ignoring the pitcher and then fading pitchers. So I'm, I'm never betting on a pitcher, if that makes any sense, because I'm always betting underdogs. But I will fade pitchers when I bet underdogs that are too heavily favored. It sounds like you have just – a model full of a bunch of random fundamentals, and it's working. So, well, yeah, as long as it's working. It's pretty, yeah. 
Well, because it started, I'm going to just take every dog. Then it started, then it was, I'm going to fade the Dodgers every game. And it's like, okay, there's two things. And now, now I feel like there's like 15 things you're looking at. So I'll believe Well, yeah, so like, for instance, yeah, and for full disclosure, complex. yesterday, if you, faded, if you faded every dog yesterday, favorites were 9-3 and three yesterday in baseball. Favorites rolled yesterday. So you got to start dwindling it down and getting more deep into it as the season goes so you don't put yourself in that situation. Now, granted, I don't expect that to really matter. Like, I know if they were 9-3 yesterday, it'll probably be 9-3 to the dogs today because usually they even out. When I see a real crazy day where all the favorites win, 9 out of 10 times the following day it equals out. In terms of win-losses, which means if you're actually betting all the dogs, you make a lot more money, obviously. But remember, we had a travel day. We had a travel day on Monday. Like I say on my YouTube video, there was only three games. And then what happens is the series reset. And so when I look at winning streaks and losing streaks, I go by consecutive games. Basically, that streak stops once there's a travel day and they get a day of rest. So when you see good teams all come off a day of rest, like yesterday, you're going to get a situation where if you're ever going to have a day where the chalk betters get to celebrate, it's going to be a day after the travel day, and they're all fresh-legged. I don't know about that one. Maybe, okay. I mean, I've been tracking that's, it, so I'm just saying, like, that's why my streak, yeah, I, part I, of your I, hate, I hate Mondays because it resets everything. It's like a reset. Your model has gotten really, really complex. Many, many things going on now in it. Because it, 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 it was so simple before. It was so simple before. Now it's, it's wow, you're onto something, possibly. Not saying you're right, but you could be. We'll see. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Seattle is another team that I can't. Are you a Seattle fan? I know you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. but No. You know, no. But here's a perfect example. No. They're 30 and 32 down two games, and they are up $611. So they are a great team to bet on because they have only been a favorite. You ready for this, guys? Seattle has been a favorite 10 times, and they are 4-6. and six. They have been a dog 49 times. They are 24-25 and 25 as an underdog. So pretty much you can auto bet Seattle every time they're getting money. And the worst case is you'll make money going 50% as we are. Today will be the 50th game. They're playing Detroit plus 30 cents. There you go. But again, you want to fade them when they're an under, when they're a favorite because like Baltimore and like Texas, they have no business being a favorite. They've only been a favorite ten times. Oh, okay. And you don't think well, there the you Lions just adjust to how they're playing? It's just wow. I'm no, impressed. You're really no, doing homework at least. I don't know. They're Actually, I, I here's what I here's what I think, Brian. I'll, I'll to, to Brian. This is what I think. As someone who's in casinos in Vegas on a daily basis, I think that most. The, the high, that most of the sports book directors don't care about 
baseball sharps because there's not that many of them versus football sharps, and they don't adjust their lines, and they don't care, and you're going to get more of a, I'll jump over that word, more of an edge, <clears throat> more of an edge take, taking advantage of situations because I don't really think the sports books do care. They do care when Dave walks into the casino and bets an NFL game. They do care when Troy walks into the casino and bets an NFL game. They do not care when either one walk in and bet a baseball game. Speaking of football, Dave, have you started to look ahead a little bit or are you just knee-deep in the hoops and in baseball and what's in front of you? Just what's in front of me. I'm just, I keep it simple. Have to. Because it's hard enough to win in this stuff, so if I if I look ahead, I look past my opponent right now, and I can't do that. <laughs> and my there opponent right now is, yeah, I can't I can't do that, you know. So yeah, today I wish I I wish I had more on on the on the Nuggets today, but and I wasn't focused. I should have known that would go down the line. But maybe it goes back up. What do you guys think? No, I. I in fact, I. Um, yeah, I was a little late to the party too. I. I jumped oh, you mean you're the... hoping the Suns? You're hoping the Suns go to six? It was six. It was like six and a half almost. Yeah, no, no, it was uh, it was up there. Then the the money's money service, and it makes sense. I mean, listen, that was a close game for a long time, and then it just got away from them. Oh, by the way, I. You know, could it be a little thing? I mean, they're they're trying to win the game. Jokic named MVP yesterday. They put the video out of him getting the word from the commissioner and the team all rallying around him. So, I mean, you would think Denver's going to give it a good shot, but the Suns are fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the uh, the zigzag. Now, now we take the team that got crushed in Game Two, getting the same spread. That's a strong fundamental. I, I just feel bad taking less than what was widely available, with pretty high limits last night. Um, so that that bothers me. But yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree with Brian on this. I think because it's a 9:40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. The way it works in my world on the East Coast on the East Coast is that all these guys bet the seven o'clock games in baseball. They see that they're getting crushed and they're already looking to chase. And then all of this because a lot of the East Coast money, they're not gonna they're not betting these this game early like you are, Dave, trying to get the best price. So I think what happens is these guys are gonna go, they bet they bet all these baseball games, and then it's like they start checking the results. And then it's like they're sitting in front of their computer at 9.30 East, which is 6.30 your time, and it's like, ah, I'm just going to play the Suns. And then all of a sudden at post, you get your six. Right. If, so it, was a set, if it was a 4 o'clock game Vegas time, I would agree with Brian. But I think just the fact that it's, the late, it's a late game East Coast time, everybody so defaults to betting the it's favorites when they're chasing. Right. A bailout game, yeah. Do you buy into that, Brian? That whole nature of defaulting to the favorite on the late game when you're chasing. It's like if Hawaii's playing college football, whoever the favorite is in that game, you know they're going to hammer the favorite. I I guess. I don't know. It's it's nothing I've ever looked cross-eyed at. 
well, we don't do it, but your average person does, I guess is what he's saying. And yeah, oh, football, yeah. I mean, sure, when, I, when I'm sitting, that. when I'm sitting in a cigar bar in Vegas and it's 850 and I have all my East Coast clients texting me going, who should I take in the Hawaii game? Because it's a midnight game for them. And they're so happy that they get to stay up at midnight and watch this football game. And then you see the favorite literally right at post go up a point. Whoever the favorite is, because the West Coast guys are trying to bail out because they had a horrible day. The East Coast guys, excuse me, and they're trying to bet. Where, you know, you're in Vegas, you don't even think about it. It's only 8.50 in the, in the evening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you and that right. cigar bar, yeah. man, when we getting you back out here? Short, shortly, soon, soon. You know, we gotta get, we'll, we'll be out there shortly, I'm sure, before uh, week one of the NFL season, probably in August. Dave, you're trying to get back there in August? I'm I'm going to be in Vegas at the end of the month, and I'm hopefully going to be in the studio. That'd be nice. All right. Well, maybe we'll all, well, you know, we'll pile in there. And by the way, how have you noticed August, the volume of, of people in the casinos in Vegas now that you're fully open? Did you see a rush of traffic, Brian? Is everybody, you know, is it back to normal mayhem in Vegas? Absolutely. It really, it really is. I mean, uh, in in people, we had. You know, people are out watching the hockey game last night. I mean, all around the joint, people screaming, yelling, having a good time. I, yeah, no, it's back to normal. Vegas is open. So come on out. There you go. Hear that. Yeah. But listen. Tell, Mike, will tell, Mike, Mike will tell you we have, a, uh, we have a resort town in Maryland, Ocean City, Maryland. And he wanted to go play golf. And normally a room is like. I don't know, a hundred dollars a night. Would you say they were going for six hundred a night now, Mike? Oh yeah, it's insane. Hey, listen, six hundred a night, Mike. I want you. I want you. Eighty-three by next week, and we're hovering around eighty. Eighty-three. I had a, I shot a eighty-three this morning. Well, good 70, for you. All right. 70. All right, kid. 70. 80s next. Sportsinsiderradio.com. We invite you to check out the website. We'll do it again next week. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com, get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. You're listening to Sports Talk 1400. KSHP, North Las Vegas. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The East Coast is sweltering in its first heat wave of the year. Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia have seen three straight days of 90-degree temperatures. Record highs have been reported all the way from the northern plains to New England. It's going to be hot again Wednesday with heat and humidity leading to rain and thunderstorms across much of the East Coast. There aren't a lot of details being released about an active shooter lockdown at a Texas Air Force base. Joint Base St. Antonio Lackfield went on lockdown this afternoon 